I think it's more about like the intentions and, and what you're trying to achieve with it I think if it's with good intentions fair enough if it goes to them but if it's just like oh it's a famous face attached to it we don't really care I'm like no that's Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai. Hi, I'm your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest from the creative industry and we discuss all things life and culture all while sipping and sipping some hot chai. Now if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible or wherever you stream your podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast and share it on your stories on social and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall just shares the love. So let's warm up our cuppers and dive into today's episode with actress Aarti Shah. In five seconds, list three things you must do before going to sleep. Go. Um, meditate, um, face care and go to the toilet. <laughs> What's face care? Face care. I don't like oh, face care. I was like, face, face care. Skincare routine. What is your skincare routine? Let's discuss. I am what? fascinated with skincare. So I, um, what do I use for, is it like Nivea? I use different ones like Nivea, Garnier for like exfoliate and cleansing. Yeah. Um, and then hyaluronic, um, like acid, acid. drops sometimes. Um, and just like the super drug brand products, I feel are like they're really good. Um, just like, yeah. And then just a cream, like a night cream. Um, and under eye stuff. I don't do a lot. Of this. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Uh, this is your Vogue. <laughs> have you seen those Vogue Beauty? Um, the celebrities one that are like, and now I'm going to show you seven steps before I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching a Bollywood film yesterday, and there's a guy in it who's about to go shower, and he literally just uses a soap. And I'm like, I remember being a child and just using soap, and yeah. now you have to use like 15 different Ooh. products. Yeah, to to make it like to make it work. I tend to sort of like I should probably do it more at night. I just like doing it more in the morning, and then I do less at night just because it feels like a nice glow in the morning, and then I don't really care. Like true that, true that. Wait, how many times a week do you wash your hair? Like twice. Twice. What about you? I feel like for guys, it's it's more. I think it, wish it, yeah. Do you wash it every time? Every every time you shower, like. It depends. So, like, if I'm going gym and I'm going to like the sauna or the steam room and stuff like that, then I have to wash it because it's like oh, yeah. muggy and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like, it depends. Do you oil your hair? Because I've started oiling hair since I've started growing it. Sometimes I need I need to do it more, but I um yeah I like like from time to time I do it and like it it really works because like sometimes my hair can go really dry. But yeah. like, do you um how often do you oil, oil yours? Oh, I've oiled it right now. So as you can. Okay. As, oh, yeah. but I oil it like five times a week okay especially okay. when I'm growing it so I'm just growing it for like a roll so I like it uh, you've cut yours I'm growing mine yeah. we're swapping we have swapped. swapped and going back to the game <laughs> all right no more practice rounds okay in five seconds list three other well-known shahs in the industry of the entire entertainment or creativity oh other God. than yourself you've got this in five seconds go I know there's another actor called Aisha Shah. Um, oh my god! Yeah. I, I, I can't think of any other. That's really bad. There Who are knows? a lot. Of, there's a lot of good Jews in the entertainment industry. Why can't I think of any other ones? Oh my god! Can I just say there was another Arthi Shah because I like to research <laughs> when I like doing like Chai with Rai, and there's this girl whose name is Arthi Shah as well, but and she's an actress, but she's just A R T I. Who is she? I'm not. Oh my god! I need to meet. I I, I always thought like 
connect. I've not met another actor like Arthi Shah. She, I fun. think she's in India somewhere, so I'll I'll connect okay. you to. Or you just or you just type in Arthi Shah. Yeah. Your third question, well, third question overall. You've watched uh, Mira Sayal's on Kumar's number forty two, the daddy that she plays, right? Um, I've watched more goodness gracious me, but I've watched bits of like bits of Kumar. That's okay. Um, as long as you're I know the character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now imagine you are that character. Okay. You are that character. Oh my what God. are three things that character would say if they were walking into the Savoy for an afternoon tea? Go. Could I have the bloody cakes? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh my God. I'm I'm bad at this game. You got um, this. Improv. Improv. I want some chai. Um, this is bad. It's okay. It's okay. I want some chai. Would she say that? I want some chai. I don't, I think she'll call it like, what is this? Do you call this bloody oh, yeah. Like things like that. What? Okay. And then she'll I'm take sorry. off her slipper. I'm and failing you here. <laughs> All right, two more left. Uh, list three other ways of saying I am hungry than saying the words I am hungry. Go. Can I say in different, can I say in Gujarati? Okay. Mm. I'm starving. I could eat a horse. Why do people say I could eat a horse? This is the third time I've asked somebody and they're saying I could eat a horse. I think it's just like growing up, I just heard that like a lot. So that's just like the first thing that that comes to me. Okay, I finally got three. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, and since this year, I want to spread joy and I feel like we should all be joyful. List three joyful things that make you smile. Um, Chai, bubble tea and when the sun is out. <laughs> wait have you ever been to oxford no i don't think i've been oxford before first time i ever went to oxford got out the station literally bubble tea bubble tea bubble tea (gasps) bubble tea bubble tea everywhere every (laughs) bloody place everywhere right i need to go to oxford to get some you do do y'all have it in manchester quite a lot or not really yeah there's there's quite a lot um there's quite a lot around like chinatown um and then just just like in town center how far do you live from town it's like um like 10 minutes on the bus or you can walk within like half an hour 40 minutes yeah um the last year was like in the center but a little bit further out but it's yeah it's really easy to get around which is which is good where are you based getting north um, london so like i'm um, not that far from wembley oh uh, yeah i was i used to be in wembley um yeah, so explain to me this because i was doing research on like where you grew up and stuff like that and i was a bit confused like talking to you where did you grow up and you went to university of lancashire right yeah so i um I grew up in Wembley um, oh. and I lived there like most of my life and then I went to uni in UCLan so like which is in like Preston and then I went back to London and then my family moved to Leicester so it was like October 2020 and then a year after I moved to Manchester but like I feel like I'm everywhere because I'm in London a lot I'm here a lot in Leicester so I feel, I feel like my base is just scattered. Um, How long have you been in Manchester now? Like a year and a few months now I've been here like on and off yeah yeah have you been have you been up here before I've been to Manchester for like work and stuff like that but I've never like lived there um and I I I have enjoyed it I think I the only other place I've lived is Newcastle and like when you get outside of London you just realize like it's people are nice yeah nicer yeah (laughs) which you're just like stop being weird you guys just be rude to me People have um like time to talk as well. Like when you're like just walking around London, it's like gotta get a train or something. Gotta do my own shit. Sorry, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you should come up to Manny. It's a it's a vibe here. It's like it feels busy, but not on the scale of London. Like it's like a smaller version. 
All right, well, let's get into all things art. <laughs> and I want to discuss your journey from National Youth Theatre, how that experience is, because I was not an NYT kid. And I envy people who are like NYT kids or like stagecoach kids, because I feel like you guys get this experience that is just like, oh my God, you did this. What camp did you go to? Wait, were you part of this group? So I want to talk about that to um, University of Lancashire and how both of those systems kind of like gave you an insight into the education of the industry and what you got out of it. Well, actually, I always <laughs> envied NYT uh, kids as well. So I wasn't um, like I wasn't actually a member. I did like a it was like during my gap year. Um, it was like a screen acting workshop, which was amazing. Like the the tutors were amazing. And like it just it helped me because I've not really done much screen stuff before. But that course was just really, really good. So it was quite like even though I didn't have the full NYT experience, I think that really like help me prepare like for uni and like I think stagecoach was the like the fuel that got me into acting like I started when I was eight and I went like till I was 17 and yeah I just really just enjoyed the creativity and like the people and just something that was so different from academics I was like yeah this is like what I want to do so yeah kind of started off like as like a hobby and then it was like maybe I can do this as a career and then yeah, I took like a year out just because I wanted to get like more experience doing workshops before actually going to uni and just like have a little bit of a break. And then, yeah, I got into UCLan on the, the acting course on there. They've got a really good course on there. And um, yeah, I graduated in like 2019. So it's like, can't believe it's like nearly been three and a half years, which is like, it blows my mind because it doesn't feel like that long. Do you remember the audition process for UCLan? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I just what did you do? <laughs> Go. <laughs> so I had to do like a classical monologue. Um, so I did a Shakespeare one. I think it was. Can't remember what it was. It will come back to me. And okay. then I did um a contemporary monologue as well. Um, and then we had to sing a song. But I think it was more like it wasn't to test the singing ability. I think it was more just like how you perform through song. And I'm not a singer. What did you say? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I sang over the rainbow. What Judy Garland versions? Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah, Judy Garland. And like it's because I knew that I could like act through that quite well. I was like, I'm I'm not going to be able to hit any of these notes, but I just had all the images in my head and like, oh my god, I cringe back like list like listening to myself. But yeah, I tried to act through it. Somehow got in with that, so maybe they didn't hate my voice that much. So yeah, we did that, and then yeah, like a few weeks later, they were like, yeah, we want you in the course and. Did your course have physical theatre and singing in it? Because like ours was an acting course as well and we had singing once a week and I think it was physical theatre slash jazz once a week. Yes, yeah, so I would like our acting course. It was quite like like physical theatre heavy. So I don't know if I don't know if you did like biomechanics um, and viewpoints. It was basically it's more so like grounding yourself to the floor and being very like specific with movements and very like connecting your body to what you're saying. So we had a lot of that kind of training. And then we only had a singing module in our third year, which was like towards the end. And again, it was more just like about how you act through the music as opposed to how you sound. So we had like right at the end, thank God it wasn't like constant because I like, wouldn't have been able to handle that. Is singing like a nightmare? For me, it is. As much as I love and wanted a singing career, it's a nightmare. Do you know what? It's, it's weird because I really like I enjoy singing and like when I'm home alone, I like I, I'll sing. Yeah. But just like in front of people and like, no, oh, karaoke, I love doing a karaoke, but um, can you sing? Uh, I can I like... like 
Well, I've done musicals and I've been an ensemble in that. So I can like carry, but I, it's one of those things that I think like, A, there's a shortage of like, no, actually that's not an excuse, but I have never had training. That's the one thing. Okay. Once you've never had training and then when you're like trying to sing or like little humming and then people are like, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but I would have loved to be a singer. I wanted to be like the male J-Lo. Oh my God. Do you know what? Like lessons, like I didn't think they would, but I feel like le- like if you really do like, I think lessons can really help because I know people who like, obviously being natural helps, but if you've got lessons, you can. So like, I feel like, I like we should both get lessons and then. I'm talking about group lessons as well. Now you can do it <laughs> on Zoom. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, right. let's talk about some of your projects, pal. <laughs> so you graduate 2019, you come out, you do a couple of stuff. I didn't know, by the way, you do, you did three, uh, Theta 503. I <laughs> just went to see the boys are kissing at Theta 503 and I'm going to do their director. Oh, um, amazing. So, but um, yeah, I <laughs> wanted to talk about these specific projects and what was one thing that you found challenging about them and what was a rewardful thing about this project. So Brown Girl Magic at the Octagon, Tour de Moon Experience, The Wonders of the Looking Glass and Happy Birthday. So those are the four projects. Yeah, so um, the Brown Girl Magic, the Brown Girl Magic we did at um, like Freedom Studios in Bradford and then the Octagon was like a different rehearsed reading. That was like Brown Girl Magic was like my first job from my agent so it felt like a little bit more pressure because I was like okay I've got to like make this make this really good and it was kind of just like after Covid and everything and I think it was what I like enjoyed about the job because we had such a break from the industry it was like I've never done that before it was like a script in hand reading um and it was basically a live recorded version that they put out so it kind of took the pressure away from you know stressing about memorizing lines and everything for like a first job and it was yeah we, I not never like got to travel for the job so it was quite nice like to, to go to Bradford and put me up in a hotel and everything and then what I found challenging from that I think being more free with the character so like what the the story was about I think not my character but the main one I think she they were talking about like her first like time having sex and stuff and it was just really just like embracing yourself in the role and stuff I think I could have thrown myself into it a little bit more so it's just yeah getting that character <clears throat> oh yeah toward the moon that was very interesting it was like a very like surreal experience so it was in like Leicester shopping center and they converted like the old top man into um like the performance space so it was like immersive theater like involving like the audience and interaction and stuff and it was very like abstract about like loving the moon um so we all had like our six stations and I did like a monologue about like being in love with the moon um yeah what I think I I loved about that was being able to just express myself freely and having fun like going up to the audience and like feeding them bits of lines it was quite nice actually because it was like an evening job so we do it like at 5 to 11 so I just yeah I just really enjoyed like the evening experience what I found challenging it was um very like physically demanding piece and also it was when it was like really hot and we were in these like green boiler suits so it was just having to keep up the energy but staying hydrated I found like find that quite hard and then yeah Looking Glass was a like a an like an indie film that I did with this director I connected with um he's amazing Reese Manning and he does quite a lot of indie films and I really enjoyed that because I played like a fortune teller so again it was quite out there and like it was quite nice to explore that kind of avenue so I've done quite a lot of like serious roles so it was quite nice just to be a bit like quirky and just like 
have fun with it. What I found challenging was that, again, because it was still like screen acting, it was, you know, playing that really bubbly out there character, keeping to the naturalism of screen. I think that was the biggest challenge. And also just experiencing filming in the cold. Which I'm not good at, but I did it. <laughs> did you get to improv a lot in that? Yeah, like it, there, there was a script, but then it was it was quite like free to kind of just just do your own thing. So I felt the freedom with that was quite nice because of the role it it was. And yeah, it was just like a laugh on set because the characters were quite like. Quite yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love like being able. To, I think when you have something so like playful, it's like being a kid at the playground where you're just yeah. like, so much twatness can just happen. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one was Happy Birthday, the short film. Oh, yes, Happy Birthday. That was probably one of the most recent projects that I did. Um, and yeah, that was a short film. First time I had to do an Indian accent. So that that was a challenge because I'm I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like just, just getting the grip of the accent was like the most challenging. It was, yeah, basically about this girl from India. She came over to the UK to like study and then like she got pregnant so it was just like her telling her mom the whole story and stuff so I think yeah just getting that that emotion how the director wanted it had to be very like specific um mm. and like she was an amazing director so I think that was a bit of a challenge and I managed to meet like two um other South Asian actors which I'd not cross paths with Ashwini and Rushika and they were like amazing so it was really good to get like that connection with them well, one question I always like to ask people who've been, who work as creatives in the entertainment industry, which is like, what are three things you think this industry, industry, industry could do <laughs> with and without? What it can do with is making it more accessible for everyone, like working class, because first of all, like Spotlight is, is so expensive as it is. And obviously you're not like guaranteed work from it. And even like getting onto Spotlight, it's sort of like, they want you to have certain credits but then it's like you also want to go on it to get those credits so I think making it um like accessible for more people and having some kind of bursary like especially for like traveling to auditions and that kind of thing um obviously more representation like in all elements like race sexuality like everything and what could it do a bit more like sympathy and understanding I would say you know not like letting people know if they've not got the job like that way <laughs> just a little bit more like like you know understanding and understanding that we're we're all human as well I think that can go unnoticed and hierarchy sometimes can get in the way of that I think when people like higher up I think think they're everything and think they've got all the power when it's like you know sometimes agents and casting directors need each other as you know you, you both need each other as much as you need them so I think just breaking down the hierarchy could do without competition like just egos and just thinking that you know you're my competition so I can't support you I think that needs to go because when one of us rises like we all rise mm. as you were talking about that I have this mindset of like if I don't hear back from an audition or a self-tape within two days I'm done like I haven't gotten it because I think like sometimes there's such a short turnover that if they want you yeah that's that uh, even though you get attached to a project so like what's your view point on that and do you uh, have a specific mindset on that and then the second thing was I was intrigued to know as I always am with anybody who's signed how was your experience getting signed to Pemberton mm -hmm. is it Pemberton or Pemberton uh, Pemberton yeah Pemberton. Yeah. I think with commercials I think there is the sort of 24 48 hour rule so if like if I if that's passed I'm like I've not 
I've not got it. And then with like, say like TV and theatre, I just give it like a little bit longer. But I feel like my mind says if I hadn't haven't heard sooner rather than later, it's probably like a no. But like the optimistic side likes to keep a little bit of hope. But I think I've you've just learned to have thick skin and just like let it go. Um, and obviously there's going to be times when you do get attached to like certain projects, but you've just got to kind of like, yeah. Yeah, Pemberton, they're um, and like an amazing agency. And I got signed to them. Um, we did like a showcase at the end of our uni year um, in Manchester at the Royal Exchange. Oh, yes, I saw. And you guys did it here with Soho, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then we came down to London and we did, yeah, we did another one with Soho Theatre. I think um, that's so fucking foul. Like usually universities just have like in-house stuff. But like to do that, that is yeah. a good uni. It was, yeah. And it's like, I think w- with my uni, it's very similar to drama schools in, in the sense of like the connections and like all of the training we do. They were basically saying because it's like a, a uni because of the hours, we can't be like on the level of the accredited drama school. So I'm like, oh. it was it was great with like the connection. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to have a showcase outside of uni where like industry people came in. And yeah, it was like I researched into them and they like had London and Manchester contacts. And um, the clients had done really well. So it was really like reassuring to get an agent after uni because I know it's a lot harder when you're like emailing them and everything. Um, did they approach you or did you approach them? Um, they like they emailed me. They approached me and they were like, "Oh, one of our agents came and yeah, we'd love to sign you and stuff." Um, so I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I would. I also wasn't going to ask you. Wasn't was going to ask you this. That how have you found it moving to Manchester? Because I know in our interview, if not. I think in passing, we've talked about like the scope of work is so much more that you found in Manchester as opposed to in London, because you feel like the market is so like pushed all the time. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting because like part of me when moving, I was obviously a bit worried that there's not as much work up here as there is in London. So I was like, am I restricting myself? And it's like, since I moved, I've got more like more work, mainly in like Greater Manchester compared to work that I did in London um and my agent is is sort of more northern based anyways but I just found like it's just been so much more helpful being here because it's closer to like everywhere else so I'm, I'm loving it and like I think in London it feels like a really big pool of actors whereas like in the north it's like there's still a lot but everyone kind of seems to like know each other or of each other so it's like a nicer knit community of creatives Y'all get work because of that, because I have found it in the recent years, especially working in the theatre sector, that agents and casting agents don't play that much of a role than relationships do. And that seems to be circulating more work. Yeah, yeah. I'd say not like mainly moving to Manchester. I would actually say like South Asian artists, um, some of the connections that I made, like people pass my name over and I actually I actually got jobs like from it. So I was like, I think yeah who you know is like so important as well because you never know who could like recommend you or like what they could be working on well as you're mentioning South Asian artists let's talk about (laughs) South Asian artists you created it during lockdown and I heard that it was not if a paraphrasing might be incorrect correct me that um Tara was doing Natasha I think it was at Tara was doing some online zoom stuff which I attended towards the second end and you kind of just connected with people started at zoom conversations then a twitter page then an instagram page and what I was intrigued to know about South Asian artists was how has the experience been for you just as a working actor trying to function yourself as well as South Asian artists and what you hope to get out of it in the future 
Yeah, so it um it initially started. So yeah, like Tara Theatre, they they were doing just like creative Zoom sessions. And one of the ladies who used to work for them, Angeli Maichada, who's been so helpful, uh, she's with Pemberton as well. So like we connected over Twitter and she was like, Oh, hey, Tara's doing these chats, you know, I'd love to to come along. Um, so like I joined that and obviously it was mainly like South Asian faces in that. And then I, I don't know, it just kind of like got the ball rolling in my head and it just inspired me. I was like, oh, like, I wonder if there's any chats like these with like South Asian creatives. Because at the time, like before lockdown, I knew like five. So I was like, I'd love to like connect. So I was like, I was looking for like Zoom sessions and like networking thing. And like, not to say there weren't any out there, but I couldn't find any. So I just was like, let me just do like a little tweet Instagram thing and like see who's interested. And I thought maybe like 10 people would be like, yeah, we'll do and then like slowly slowly more people were interested so it started with like zoom networking sessions and then like the twitter and instagram page and then slowly it just grew from there i thought of like other ideas to do like the interviews and the projects and stuff and like that Which I managed- saw today i didn't see them before the empowering one and what message you would say to your younger oh self. yeah that was the first the empowering those are like the first projects so i think that also got like a lot of attraction and like I have to mention them, Anjali, my Chad and Priya Fox, they've been very helpful as well in terms of helping me to like build those contacts as well. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it myself. So and yeah, it kind of just just sort of grew from there. And in terms of like that and my acting, it has been like really helpful. Like I said, it's gotten me like role play jobs and just other connections and little sort of like R and Ds and stuff like that. So it's which I like I didn't go in thinking like oh, I'm going to do this to help my acting career. It just kind of accidentally happened. I guess, like, with putting yourself out there and networking, that's how you obviously get more work for yourself. But, like, having said that, I've had to also, like, take a step back from it because it's, like, you know, it's as busy as we are as creatives. Sometimes it got in the way and it became quite overwhelming. So it's just trying to sort of balance that, the South Asian artist, with, like, professional work as well. That I just had to figure out a way to make sure I was still doing both but find that balance and yeah where I kind of see it going is just I want it just to grow as much as possible like a lot of people have said oh like you should like make it into a business or something and I'm just like like as much as I'd love to I think because like my main focus is the acting I think it would just be like a lot of pressure to do that but I definitely do want to make it like just grow and and make it into like a place where people can access like contacts and just build connections like you were saying before like doing more meetups more conversations uh, like I'm gonna want to brainstorm even more stuff to do so yeah just just keep growing as much as possible I'd say. Who manages it so is it you Anjali and Priya or is it you right now and it's so it's it's me mainly so I like I'm the one who does like the manages all of the accounts and stuff and then Anjali's just been helpful with um some of the projects we've done and I don't know if you were part of the the zoom calls but Priya Fox held some of the zoom calls no okay yeah Yeah, so it was like a year after she put out a tweet saying she wants to like do some zoom calls and I was like oh like I've I've done some before like you know I, I can help you out so she um led those and I kind of helped but yeah I'm like the main one who manages and they've they've been very helpful isn't it like so astounding that I find it all the time because I go to like Tara's play reading groups and like a couple of other things like with Carly and stuff and I find it so fascinating that there hasn't been a unified voice (laughs) for South Asian artists 
that mm-hmm. much. Like, I know we have the channels like South Asian Heritage Month and the theaters, like the South Asian mm-hmm. theaters come together and BAFTA sometimes does things, but there hasn't been like a portal for yeah, somebody yeah. to go to. And I find that so fascinating. Like even Gangladesh, which is the WhatsApp group. Oh, yeah. yeah. It Like that isn't even... I think like still matches that capacity of like accessibility no that's why like I was I was really shocked that like when I was looking during lockdown I just expected something to be there just because I thought like I'm sure there's like you know enough of us and then when I was looking I was like there's actually so so many of us than than, like what I thought like I was so ignorant to like there's literally thousands of us so I'm yeah I'm quite mind blown the fact that there wasn't and I think like some of the theatre companies I spoke to they were also like it's like why haven't we done this yet so I think like I think lockdown really sparked that that like we need something but even like having said you know the group (laughs) and stuff there's still so much more like that we can do because I feel like there is still a little bit of like divide and competitiveness that like doesn't need to be there I find that sometimes within like South Asian communities, we're so untethering our own experiences that to unify our voice is sometimes very um, complex to to do that. Um, Whereas in other cultures, like I've been in rooms with other global majority places and it's it's such a different experience to be in those rooms and to hear that unified voice do people approach you to be like can I help out in South Asian artists can I do this with you can I like come on I'm not really being like approached in the sense of like oh can I help out but I do get like mainly like oh could you like share this or like um, I'm looking for like these creatives you know could you help so it's more just like if they're looking for stuff for their projects they would do that but like I always find that really nice when people feel like because sometimes like you know when you get like imposter syndrome I'm like well like why are they asking me and then it's quite it feels nice that they kind of have that enough trust that I can hopefully try and help them in like some way so yeah it's nice that people like feel they can come and be like oh could you help out with this and to see those connections being made after Shifting back the conversations, because I was really intrigued to talk um, South Asian experiences just in general. How has that experience been for you? Because self-relating the question a little bit, when I was at uni, I was the only South Asian person. And then when I came out, there weren't a lot of like British South Asian channels that I could go to Mm -hmm. in order to relate to my experience. And that was never a part of a conversation. But I feel like being immersed in the community and seeing a connection to it, there's been a massive like conversation around that and an impact in regards to that. And how do you feel like your perception and your experience has changed from let's say your earlier years to now yeah so um I just got questions so did you also find that like you didn't know many like creatives before you found the channels and it's only recently where you found like more people as well yeah I, well I think like my experience was a little bit too folded one was um there weren't a lot of South Asians with like I graduated in what 2010 2012 oh, so okay. like theatre was a massive scene and then in order to connect to my culture, I joined like Bollywood dance companies and that's how mm-hmm. I got into it. So like, that's how I know like Ruben, who you've interviewed or like um, Nikita and Nikita and like all mm-hmm. of those people. And then I think a small bunch of us transitioned into acting. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's how like our connections started happening with like Samir Bamra's like physical, because that was like combining dance 
and acting and then uh, and then to Tara meeting a couple more people and then through like Tamasha and like that's how the channels came to be for me to connect with people yeah it's um similar in the sense for me that like yeah before like uni I, I barely like knew anyone and like I said before I just didn't think like I knew there were a few but I didn't think there were like so many out there so I went in being like okay maybe it won't be like as bad I'll get some roles and stuff but I think like as cheesy as it sounds like doing it has like changed me so much as a person I think it's like made me more grounded and just grow and again like I think it's it's also given me imposter syndrome because sometimes I'm just like no I can't do this or like um I should be doing it like this way or someone else should be doing it but then at, at times I'm like well n- like no one else has done so I was like I, I should be able to just do it how I feel is the right way and you know what what I know from my experiences but I think a beautiful thing that's like come out of it was like before that I was I wasn't that in touch like with my culture as much as I should have been and like obviously part of me wanted to be so I think with the exposure and meeting people and speaking about their experiences it's made me so much more like in touch and proud and like less like I can't believe I'm saying like less embarrassed which I used to be like a less embarrassed yeah which yeah I feel like we can like, do you feel it's kind of made you just embrace and just like be like braver just to show off your culture more having like met all these people? I was always very proud, but I felt that in spaces I couldn't discuss without being tokenized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because as a male actor, you only had the terrorist roles or you only had like the East Ender roles or people would yeah. always be like, oh, when a Bollywood project comes to the UK, we'll put you forward for that. So in terms of acting, those were always the conversations that I was having with agents, unless you were a Dev Patel at that time. <laughs> yeah, where really? like... Yeah, which is really astounding because like if now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, there's like the good karma, there's Sachin, uh, what's his name? Uh I'm thinking of the remember. name. I can't think. He was on Good Karma. It'll come uh, back to you like, as soon as he. No, ended. he was in the History Boys with uh, Russell Tovey and all of those guys. Something, something. I can't remember. But there were like actors all around us, and creatives, and writers, and things like that. And it was yeah. just like, oh, representation has always been there. I don't know what this this conversation has been. Connected with yeah. other people though, like yourself, I'm intrigued to know the British South Asian experience because two conversations always come up which is that you're not South Asian enough to be South Asian and you're not British enough to be British yeah that's um like I've again I didn't really understand what that meant a few years ago but now it's like I'm like so many people I feel can like relate to it and I think it's like because we're obviously originally from Asia but like we're we're British so it's just kind of like navigating to like similar but completely different cultures and how like they can feed into each other I think it's like yeah it's very complicated and I think it was Sasha Darwin he was talking about Sasha like, Darwin that was it yeah, that was the name was it, oh, Fuck I was thinking because <laughs> like, you said oh. Sachin I was like no it's someone else Sachin he plays a master on Doctor Who is that the, no, the that's same? it yeah Sachin yeah. oh Sachin Sachin Tendulkar Sachin Tendulkar <laughs> Do you remember that so, scene, Kabi Khushi, Kabi Gham? Have you seen Kabi Khushi? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Sachin, Bechara, Sachin. Oh, yeah. Sachin, Chacha. I love that. Sachin. <laughs> it was Sachin, Del Duga, the cricketer. But yeah, Sacha, he was basically saying, like, he brought this thing about, like, um, I think it was, like, identity anxiety, he described it as. 
and it was yeah basically like feeling you're either too white or too brown and it just I like experienced that because like growing up again because I wasn't into my culture I found to be like a certain way and like more British but then yeah like I said doing South Asian artists it's made me like embrace that other side of it so I think it's just kind of finding that balance and not being afraid to sometimes be more British or more Indian because that's like we are navigating two different worlds and like no one's really told us how to do it we've just kind of like figured it out for ourselves mm. um what what about for you like what um how have you found that kind of experience of like navigating the that the space stuff? um well I don't consider myself British because I'm Dutch so I think oh, okay even though, yeah even though I've lived in Britain for a long time I think with, with South Asian experiences like because I'm mixed as well like I'm half Turkish I oh I didn't know much, that no we know um d- yeah I'm well invested within my culture and my community to have enough knowledge of it and like I champion a lot of things so like you know in Bangladesh there'll be questions about like if you're not hijabi and like a role is offered to you that you're hijabi do you take it for the sake of representation or oh, do yeah. you pass it along for somebody or when you're asked so like I'm very much into those conversations and talking about authenticity and really digging to find the meat of why it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think that's this is a very long conversations. This this yeah. whole like British South Asian. Yeah. I have two very strong feelings on it, but then at the same time I think now that there's so mm-hmm. many people who are wanting and are like actors, writers, directors, and things like that that we can have this conversation and unify our experiences, which I was going to ask you, who who are some of the people that really make you like excited about just things? They don't even need to be South Asian, but like who are some of like the talents around like writers, directors and actors or musicians that make you like really joyful to be like, oh my God, this is, this is the shit. Yeah, this is what I want to do. I would, well, the first person that came, like one of the people that came to mind was, Balvinda Sopal who I interviewed first and like because she plays Suki on EastEnders and like in our chat we were talking about like we really admired that her character was like a baddie and like she said that she's never like had to play that role when she's so like into her like sexuality as well as um as well as that so like that kind of role you don't see that much especially women playing those kind of roles and playing those I think that like because I, I like my dream was to be like a villain so I was like yes I love to play a villain um, that really like inspires me a villain in what sort like what are we let's manifest this you want to play a villain like, in a film or a... like either a series or, or a film okay um, fi- you want to be a villain <laughs> a series lead role what what things are we talking how many series like continuation of seasons or just like a short <laughs> series for a streaming website i mean if it can continue that will be that will be a plus all um, right let's do that <laughs> this, we're, we're manifesting this and then you're just gonna be on this shit man come on yeah. you're gonna be um, on this shit physical yeah. physical you want to do combat shit as well or See, not the thing really? is i feel i'd love to but i think i need to get like i think they'd want more stage combat experience it's fine. manifest it manifest it okay. manifest it yeah. yeah sorry there's someone ringing my apartment they're just gonna it's okay. it's fine. My, my flatmate's getting it <laughs> it's okay um physical shit yeah. so you want to do stunts and stuff that would be cool that would be cool we're doing this yeah. all right cool helena bonham carter i think like she's oh. she's one of my favorite actresses and like she just seems so cool as a person um 
but also what I love about it is like versatility um and I think she's really good at, at playing very like versatile roles and she's just she's just an amazing actress so interesting her... you bring her up I had a conversation with a casting agent the other day I thought you were gonna say with her I was like oh my god <laughs> well I mean she's at Hampstead all the time I have seen her she walks okay. in but interesting that you bought Helen Bottom Carter I don't know if you have had this conversation with your agent my uh, I was talking to a casting agent was getting like a CV surgery done and he was basically saying what is the roles that you want to play because they were talking we were talking about stereotyping and he was like you got to get into a box in order to break a box so it, even though like you might think you want to do x y and z what is the common thread and he was like look at Helen and Bottom Carter she plays high class people all the time like it doesn't yeah. matter if they're fucked up if they're not like if you look at King's Speech and her role in Harry Potter they both are high class characters mm -hmm. yeah and that is the roles that she always goes for. Even like what she does for Tim Burton in Alice in Wonderland. They're all yeah. high class. And she, he was like, like really think about the universal things that you want to do. Uh, okay. I never, I never realized. And it's like, I guess she, yeah. even though she's versatile, she still gets typecast into those, like those high class roles that, that she's obviously very good at. But yeah, that's interesting that he mentioned her specifically as well. Yeah. Like, so I was like, oh my God, Helen Bottom Carter. Love yeah. I love her in the crown. I'm just gonna, yeah. Emma Thompson, Amir Khan, they also they're very inspiring. Obviously, Deb Patel, amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Who are some of the actors that you would like to work with? Like list three actors. There's one, um did you ever watch Revenge? Revenge as in like on the American show? Yeah, it came out, it was like 2015. By um, CW or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um the main actor, Emily Van Camp from that. I thought she was like the blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to work for her. That will be amazing. Um, Mira Sayal has to be. Oh yes, OG love play her. Daughter maybe or like something. Anise and I feel like there's so many, but I've. It's okay. Just one. <laughs> the Dev Patel or Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Cole Sprouse. I was just watching Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh my god. Were you actually? What episode? <laughs> I was watching the one where it's London's and what's it, Maddie's birthday. And oh my god, that's sweet go 16. Birthdays, and she hosts it at like some dingy place and <laughs> she hosts it at the hotel and like it's just a drama situation. That's one of my favourite episodes of Sweet oh. Life. I loved it when they used to do like mix. Do you remember when That's So Raven would cross into uh, like Zach and Cody and then like, what was it? Um, The other show also Wizards, was... Was it like Wizards of Webby Place or... Um, I'm not sure. Was Wizards but, around the same time or was it after? No, maybe it was after. I'm trying to think. Um, no, three oh, it was um uh, uh what's her name? Miley Cyrus's show. Hannah, Hannah Montana. Yeah, all three of them crossed. Yeah. Oh, I wish they did more of that. Like... Good times, man. Is there a Disney Asian show? Not really. Um, no, there was one. Oh, what was it called? I don't think it did that well, but it was like, yeah. even when I was a bit younger, I can't remember what the name, but there, yeah, there was one, like an American, like about a teenager. Okay. Um, I don't think there's that many. I was always that. Wait, what were you? A Disney, like, which one? I was always Totally Spice, Power Rangers, oh. and um, That's a Raven. I think, yeah, That's a Raven, Sweet Life, and... Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie, like, McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. I thought it was gonna come back, but it clearly didn't. Have you well, seen? Her, have you back. seen her on How I Met Your Father? So they did a redo of it. What did she? What did she like play her character of Lizzie, or it was just like Hilary Duff in? 
no like, but it's the guy from um what's her name the guy who used to be in lizzie McGuire. Uh, yeah. the, the guy her friend in it. her friend yeah oh yeah Order. yeah oh, okay i've not seen i've not seen them in that watch it it's actually a really good series i think hillary duff has done great yeah she's done amazing amazing she was like casper like, meets wendy yeah she's done like since that she's done stuff and like i've seen so many memes about being like like she's just unproblematic un- and just like she's aged very well question what is your favorite part of the job and what is your process to approaching like scripts and auditions favorite part of the job i would say is like playing characters that i never get to in real life like i said like villains spies just characters very different to me and just meeting some amazing people approaching the script i tend to like help like just i think learning it first really helps me and then I would basically like do a backstory and how like I would read the lines how I would read it and then how it is in the script to like help that naturalism. Another really, I don't know if you've done it before, um, technique is basically saying like what your thoughts are before saying the line and then saying the line to to have that. But yeah, I do. I do kind of like diff- different things. So that's like my main approach when like when approaching. Like uniting, um, like, you know, in theatre when you oh, yeah. everything. I hate uniting. I do it for the purpose of the project, but yeah, I hate uniting. Like, I think that and also objectives, like it's obviously, I, oh yeah, I do that as well, like objectives, yeah. but I don't, I always struggle sometimes like putting, like finding it and making sure it's like what is what they're looking for. So yeah, no, I don't enjoy it, but that's got to be done every time. Too. Did you do practitioner work? Like we were like so broken down every time by like Stanislas, Lecoq, Alexa- Alexander, like Meisner, everything we were broken down in. And I came out and I was like, fuck this. I hate practitioners. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Or did you study quite a few? Like We um... studied, I think like six at least. I think we mainly, mainly like Stanislavski, but yeah. we had like some theory sessions where they talk about it. But luckily it like, it was mainly just Stan. Stan. So Good old we, yeah, Stan. My mate Stan. <laughs> Have you ever done any like Arto Arto work? I haven't, but the actor center they would do like master classes, uh, and I always wanted to go. I think yeah. there's one which is not really a style, but more like the world of like Chekhov. I really want to dive oh. in Chekhov stuff, but I don't know how to like get about doing that. I think there's quite a few workshops around. I feel like the Central do courses in that, but I, I've seen Probably. quite a few like. Yeah. yeah, there's a few Chekhov. Meisner, I think, is also a popular one. Meisner is always popular in London. Yeah. Like, so yeah. many places do. Meisner and Alexander Technique, those are the two. Oh, yeah. Um, question, just a personal one. Has your, how's your family and your friends circle been in regards to, like, the arts in general? Really good, actually. In, in my family, I was, like, the, like, only creative. But luckily, like, they've been very supportive and like I, I make a joke with them because like it was my mom who and my parents in queued like sent me to stagecoach which like got me into it and my mom signed me up to the agency so I was like I was like it's your fault why like you know you look like you literally got me into it yeah I feel like deep down they probably woman you know doctor but like they're very like happy and like like very proud um how many siblings uh, I've got one younger brother one younger brother what does he yeah. do uh, economics he's an audit assistant but <laughs> the, the the typical you know the typical Asian uh, but he, he was into performing arts till year 10 but I yeah. couldn't convince him to become an actor he was like he was more fascinating like, that he's the younger child and has decided because it's usually the younger child yeah. that decide to like act I out bet. yeah I know that is interesting I should um I should have like used more power to get him to be an actor but no he's yeah he's really enjoying it yeah I don't know if my like, friends have been supported like I 
again like before uni like I barely barely had any creative friends and then like I found all of my creatives after uni um sorry during uni and after so yeah um which brings me back uh, to question about digitization and if you have this conversation because it's been popping up in my head a lot I feel like the digitization of the creative industry has become such a massive tool in like today's age where mm-hmm. fame and talent are like two completely different things I think yeah. like five to ten years ago the concept of having a presence like a celebrity presence also or like a fame presence didn't really exist as much and mm-hmm. now you can use these establishments like Pinterest, TikTok, Snapchat, like Instagram to boost your profiles to get a step into the creative industry. Do you ever have those conversations and where do you stand in them? Because obviously you're also younger than me. (laughs) Are you Gen Z? I think, yeah, yeah, I'm Gen Z. (laughs) Under 25s, get your life, get your life. So many opportunities in the industry now that they weren't. I just turned 26. I feel like I'm I'm like, I'm bored. You're still under 30. I'm I'm still bitter. Don't you worry. I'm still (laughs) bitter. You still got opportunities. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? It's actually, it's interesting you brought that up because like, I've been thinking about this recently and I'm like, I don't fully know where I stand because I've seen more like, especially on Twitter when like, say, like a high profile celeb gets a role like over a trained actor. I think it was um in or an two, influencer. Yeah, yeah, or an influencer, yeah, like from Instagram. Yeah. I think it was like recently, like I know Cheryl Cole's in 222 Ghost Story. I'm gonna go see it because I stand Are you for go Cheryl. See it? I stand yeah, for Cheryl. Cheryl. I really do. I don't know what it is, but I stand for Cheryl. I think she'll be I've not seen her act, but I feel like Oh my god, RK, do you wanna go? I actually I'm not joking. I wanna do this as like at the end. <laughs> like, hi Cheryl, hi Cheryl. I love you. Were you a, were you a big fan back in? I back really in... was. I still am. Yeah. I know yeah, I all of the dance moves. I swear to God. <laughs> Please do it whilst you <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's it's a tricky one because like part of me is like there's obviously so much demand for actors and we all know how competitive it is and that there's not enough roles. So like like technically I'm like yeah it kind of should go to like a trained professional actor. But then at the same time it's like well why can't it? go to anyone like I feel like there is that kind of barrier there so I don't I'm in two minds because I'm like yeah it kind of should but then I feel like anyone should be able to do it even if they haven't because then that's putting barriers to them even if they are like celebrities like just because she's been a singer like that shouldn't really stop her from doing that so I'm like it's something that I'm I don't know I've seen like both sides of the conversation but I think when it's like with commercials I know a lot of like influencers and stuff tend to get and I feel like maybe that should go to more like actors and stuff where do you stand with it because I'm like I don't know I find so I have tried the influencer route I've tried the YouTube like the situation I never got far and I always felt like a sellout because I went to university to study to be an actor writer and director I didn't study to be famous I think fame is a part of our industry but Mm -hmm. I see the benefit of it because like there's a lot of people we know who don't need to do like waitressing job or like do random side hustle jobs that are like really pushing their public personas and getting ads and influencer brand deals and things like that, building a profile from that, getting money and being creative and then getting jobs. So I'm like, I I get that. But also at the same time, I'm like, oh man, I just want to like work. Like we all just want to work. Like, yeah. 
the what what is like the catch 22 and how do we get there and then it's hard to not be bitter sometimes or yeah it is hard yeah when I think as like influencers I think they just naturally and you know they just tend to have a bit of a bad rep and like I do feel feel sorry because sometimes they just that's what they do and you know if they if they enjoy it and they're doing good out of it fair enough obviously if you're just doing it for the fame and there's not good intentions behind it that's why I understand you know where you're just putting stuff out there because it sells well and not actually thinking about the people but I'm like I guess it's just another way into into the industry like you know by being an influencer even if it's by accident so I feel like I think it's more about like the intentions and, and what you're trying to achieve with it I think if it's with good intentions fair enough if it goes to them but if it's just like oh it's a famous face attached to it we don't really care I'm like no yeah. that's it, you know not fair do you also feel like they I've noticed particularly like kind of going back to like South Asian actors but also non they tend to like a lot of the time use the same actors like especially in theatre more recently mm. I've like they do tend to use like the similar kind of actors because they've obviously worked with them and stuff. Have you like, have you seen like found that or? I don't know. Yeah. Yes. And no, like there are a specific type of pool of actors that always get to yeah. work. Where's it? Zainab who was in Lotus Beauty and she did some project. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, She has been mm-hmm. on like the rise and she did what chasing hairs as well. Yeah. And then uh-huh. there's, there's a batch of like, the, who's that guy who played um the, assassin at the grandfather something seraph i feel like i know are you talking about Irvin? is it Irvin? is it him he's also in shantaram he's also in shantaram and he always does Uh, maybe not roles in terms of playing uh, he was also in a suitable boy so like they're similar oh no i know you're talking about yeah no yeah Yeah. or even if you look at like riz ahmed who's doing it in in a mainstream or like taj um taja atwal or there's so many people that you're just like oh these are getting into the loops and i i don't know i i'm a massive believer in it like if opportunity is not there for you create it yourself so like sanjay lagu he's what like a performer oh, right yeah. former writer and he creates work for himself um same kareem and so many other writer performers who are now like creating opportunities so i think like we just need more platforms for people to be like look here's your dish yeah work, rather yeah. than for us to be the, having that conversation of it's the same people all the time because if they yeah. do two or three projects then we're just like oh it's the same people but then they could mm-hmm. be like starving for like five years wanting to do a job or they could have yeah. just come out of yeah. drama school and just gotten three jobs straight away because they're signed yeah. to versus brown or independent yeah exactly you don't really know that the, the full like, the, the, the full, full thing i i just want to work I just I know. want everybody to bloody work. That's, that's <laughs> all just, it is. And it's just like, because there's not, it's obviously it's getting better, but it does come down to like, there's not enough opportunities for us. So obviously like- There's not enough accessibility, which you were right. No, so like yeah. even Tamasha's thing, like was it um, uh, Azan, Azan Ahmed who- Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he just did, what was it at Shakespeare's Globe? Like mm-hmm. then those people become the poster child of like, let's say spoken word, poet, artist, writers, or Walid who just did the P word. Like these guys then become, and then you're just like, oh, I don't fit that mold. Where the hell do I belong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's all these conversations that become part of the bloody narrative, man. Yeah, I, I get it in a sense because like, if you if you know they're good and you know, you know their style, I understand why, you know, you'd work, you'd want to work with them like multiple times and you know you know fair enough if they're like amazing and you know all for it but um yeah it's it's nice to use the same but also to find like new like fresh faces which I think is happening a little bit more as well so it's good to know that there hopefully will be more opportunities 
for like you know would you ever write or direct I don't think I'm not direct I don't like I don't think I'll be great I don't know I can see myself doing that but I've like I've written a bit of spoken word I don't know it doesn't I'm not really into the writing side I don't think I'd be that great but maybe eventually I don't know I'll, I'll give it a go but spoken word yeah I definitely Quick two deep questions and then we're diving into the games. All right, what words of wisdom would you give to your mirror self today? If you looked in the mirror right now, what words of wisdom would you give to your mirror self today? I would say you've got this more than you think you have. Imposter syndrome is lying to you. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn goddamn imposter syndrome. Um, I this question I ask everybody, which is I always find the 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 three pillars of what makes a really confident person who stand in their conviction are their confidence and grit as a person that they have innately within them spirituality which can be like faith that you were born into or like a spiritual connection and support so which can be like financial support french support family support any sort of support that helps you and i find these three pillars really make somebody stand convicted in their path and is like no matter what I do I've got these three things and people will do that if you didn't have all these three things so like your family didn't support you you weren't that spiritually inclined and you weren't that confident do you think you would be the person who you are today and be doing the career and living the life that you are today if you didn't have those things? Probably not, because I think without the support from my family, it would have knocked my confidence a little bit, but also like like the financial support side of it as well. I I wouldn't we wouldn't have that, you know, and you know, allowing me to do what I have, no. And I think, yeah, with this sort of spiritual, I wouldn't like feel as as grounded without having that like faith and belief and you're Jane though yeah 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 Yeah, I I am like it's that's like another conversation I've been like having like about myself I was brought up as Jane but I sort of like I don't know I I feel like I don't want to tie myself to religion the way I kind of see it's like I kind of follow a lot of the principles of like Jainism Buddhism and like Hinduism but I'm like it's more just following the principles as like I am do you remember the five pillars of Jainism by the way I know one ahimsa which is what Uh, non-violence yeah Yeah, wait Um, non-violence anyway we'll move on I need to I need to that yeah, I need to reset. Come on, Arthi. I'll take you to Potter's Barn. We- we'll go to a Jane yeah. temple. I've not been there for ages, you know, since lockdown. I've not, um, I've not met him. No. It is a beautiful temple. Jane temples are like... They are. They're, you just feel just so, like, I think, relaxed and in touch with spirituality. Like, when you're when you're just there. No, I do. We'll go. We'll go one day. We'll go. We'll go. I-, I still want you to bloody hit me up when you come to London so I can take to Wembley. And then we oh, can, like, yeah. bloody eat Maru's bhajia. Oh my god, <gasps> Maros! Do you know what? Next time, um, one time when I'm in Northwest, I will, I'll hit you up because oh my god, can't beat Maros Bajia. Can't beat Maros Bajia. Peaks and valleys. All right, peaks and valleys. A peak is a high point of your personal or professional life. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? A valley is a low point of your personal or professional life. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? If you don't want to say the specific incident, you can be like, in 2011, I went through this and it taught me this. I start with K. I think it's got to be South Asian Eyes 2020, just starting it. Like I said, it just grounded me, like just changed my life, changed me as a person. And again, gave me all these beautiful connections such as yourself. Otherwise, if it hadn't happened, it might not be a thing that you can do this more than you think you can and again basically that you know anyone can do it it doesn't have to be someone who's who's got the keys or who's up there with the power like anyone can create anything basically that like yeah you can do it more than you think you can what was it the low point maybe like I think end of like 2019 
so just before covid i started like going through quite a bit of like anxiety that i'd never like experienced before and it just made me like just very anxious and i got like physical symptoms and stuff like that it's like it's, it's a lot better now but just going through that and not knowing what it was like the fear of that end of end of 2019 i would say that was probably a low point but it all right well let's play some games the game sections are called Child, play with Rye! Um, we have a couple of segments and we're going to start with the first segment which is called If I Was. So if I was to say to you, if you were a colour, what would you be? And you'll say, whatever. <laughs> All right. Try and make this original because some of these are like, if you were a TV show, what would the blah, blah, blah be? All right. Yeah. If you were a movie, what would the title of that movie be? Go. First thing that came into your head. Arthur's Adventure. <laughs> and what would the storyline, the IMDb storyline be? Go. First thing that comes into your head. Exploring every day as it comes. And what? who would star in it? Give me three actors. Arthur Shah, Dev Patel, Paul Sprouse. <laughs> what would the soundtrack or like the, the song, the title song of this film be? Four, three, um, two, go. You've Make got this. You've got this. You got this. All right. If you were a drink, what would you uh what would you be? I would be a, a mango bubble tea um with, with lychee jelly and, and uh, a bit of a bit of chili. Not tapioca. Uh, add a bit balls? of culture. Uh, yeah, yeah, tapioca, of course. Yeah. Wait, tapioca, so tapioca jelly. balls, mango, chili. Yeah, I'd add a bit of like culture, just you know. Have you ever? I've never had, had this, and I don't know if I want to, mate. I don't know. I'm just like I just thought I'd dash in, like I don't know, a bit, a little bit of spice. Like you know, have Is you tried like... the espresso martini? Uh, the chili espresso martini at Dishum. No, because oh I can't do shit like that. I it, this it's... sounds like a tunnel. This sounds like literally. No, no, like no it's 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 just like a little bit of like chili powder in the espresso. It tastes so good. Like you need to try it. At Dishum, if you go. Okay, well, if... I'll take you to Mara's budget. You can take me to Dishum. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. we'll do that. So, okay, yeah, a cool. tea. I know, with a bit of spice. I feel like it will. Because they're can so you sweet. Have this? Can you have this? Genuinely, I'm kidding you not. I'd... Can you take some chilli powder with you? <laughs> go to <laughs> bubble tea. Get your bubble tea, mate. Put chilli powder on top. They all think I'm offending them, though. Like, you cannot mix mixing these two cultures together. <laughs> Just be like, yes, we can. We're in the same continent situation. We can do this. If you were a food, what cuisine would you be? A pizza, because I'm basically... No. What is the no, pizza toppings? Pizza toppings, mushroom. Just oh. keep it keep it basic. Same with you, mate. Same. Do you like a simple pizza? Simple margarita pizza with a bit of mushroom. That's it. Oh, my God. Wow, and a bit of garlic, just got add a little feel of like maybe a bit of garlic, a bit of chili. Oh, same here. I'm gonna take you to a pizza place as well. My favorite pizza place called Home Slice. It's in central London. It's in Marylebone. It's in Covent Garden. It's in a lot of places. Well, oh my god, you have to like yeah. Actually, I wanted to take you guys there when uh we first met. I was like, because you were like, let's go for drinks, and I was like, but I'm really hungry. Can everybody come? <laughs> with and we ended up going to where did we go? Yeah, was it B at one? I think it was B at one. Yeah. It was BFF. Okay, next time we do it in summer, we'll, we'll go there. We'll like go to the park and then we'll go down for we'll that. Um, if you were a dessert, what would dessert would you be? Salted caramel cheesecake. Oh, if you were a fruit, what would you be? Strawberry. If you were a color, what would you be? I would be purple. If you were a clothing item, what would you be? I would be a skirt. If you were a flower or a plant, what would you be? A rose, maybe. Oh. Have you ever, is the next section, have you ever hooked up with a fellow artiste or an admirer who slid into your DMs? I have not. 
Have you ever flirted to get ahead in life? Never. never. Have you? Maybe, ever... on the, maybe at the foot on the phones when I was at work. Um. Yeah. Call center. Hello. Have you ever peed while swimming? No, no, I've not. Are you kidding me? No, I've not. I, I always felt guilty. I was like, I can't like infect the the, the pool and see. I've actually not. Oh I've been God. tempted. I've been tempted. Wait, have you done open water swimming yet? Well, as in just in the sea, as in yeah, like, like nature. Yeah, no, I have, but I just like I've been tempted, but I was I I always run to the bottom because I'm like I, I'm just scared I'll just infect it. I feel like have you done it? You oh, all the time, mate. I all yeah. the bloody time. <laughs> I'm not holding that shit. <laughs> <laughs> have you forgotten the words and made it up on the spot yeah have you ever frozen yes i have yeah <laughs> what was it it was um i do quite a lot of like um corporate corporate work and i have and then i've like they have like a safety thing if you do freeze but then sometimes it just i just bullshit my way through it so yeah have. eaten uh have you ever eaten within a couple of seconds of something dropping or you put it in the bin and just be like oh it was actually fine let me just i think under five seconds if it's like something where like dust can't get stuck on yeah, fabulous what would you rather critical acclaim or win awards win awards <laughs> <laughs> netflix or chill oh uh, sorry netflix or prime why did i say netflix or, <laughs> netflix or chill netflix um <laughs> apple tv or paramount tv paramount tv cookies or cake cookies disney or what was it or or hulu disney all right fairy tales like mythological tales or realistic stories realistic stories world peace or equality Both. <laughs> world peace <laughs> world peace yeah because it's achieved by through equality rich or fame fame dogs or cats cats next is my favorite it is actors roulette i'm gonna give you Ooh. three pieces of things to read and okay. you have to act them out in a different accent emotion and a different acting style <laughs> oh okay God. your first one you make sure it is a welsh accent okay welsh oh accent you are excited. That's your emotion. And the stars is going to be like a 1970s thriller crime drama. Okay. And is this all, all at the same time? All at the same time. So remember, Welsh accent, oh you're excited, and you're in 1970s thriller crime drama. Now, this is, this, this is a Shakespeare mon monologue from the Merchant. Okay, I'm going to come. You're playing Portia as a Welsh excited person in a reconstructed 1970s thriller crime drama i hope my agent and see you got this you got this okay. got this all right in five four three two one go oh for myself alone i would not be ambitious in my wish i can't do the welsh accent um to wish myself much better yet for you i would be trembled 20 times myself a thousand times more fair, ten thousand times more rich. The Welsh isn't coming. Um, only to stand high in your. Try the account. Welsh. I'm... Try Welsh. Try Welsh. You got this. Oh, you got this. Real. I can't. I can't do yes, it. Like, living friends exceed my count. I feel like when I focus on the Welsh, the excitedness seventies goes out. You got this. But the the full sum of me is a sum of, of some which to term in gross, in an. Lesson on breathe, breathe, breathe. Oh, it's okay. All I'm right. Sorry. Are you ready for it's your next sorry. one? No, I'm not. Your sorry. next, your next actor roulette is your Scottish, yeah. Scottish. Okay, that's a bit easy. Scottish. You're cold and lonely. That's your emotion. You're cold 
and lonely. And your style is a Tim Burton-esque. You could, Helena Bottom Carter, Tim Burton-esque, quirky fantasy film. Okay? So (laughs) you're doing a Scottish accent. You're cold and lonely. And you're in a Tim Burton-esque fantasy film. And there is your monologue. Okay. Notice me. Take take my hand. Um, why are we strangers? No, that's going northern. When our love is strong, why carry on without me? Every time I try to fly, I fall. Without my wings, I feel so small. I, I tried to do you know what? Do you know what it is? Is when I do them all at the same time, it just yeah. goes. You got but listen, it's an audition. You got this actors oh God, roulette. I'm not actors getting the job. Every time I fly. I fall without my wings. I, f- I feel so small. I guess I need you, baby. And every time I see you in my dreams, I see your face. It's haunting me. I guess I need you, baby. That is the reimagination of Britney Spears' Every Time I Try to Fly. See, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Oh my God, it's a song. Every time I try to fly. Okay, your <laughs> next one is A Lotus Beauty. This is written by Satinder Chauhan. Okay, you're mm-hmm. going to read Tanwant. Okay, okay, this, this yeah. entire excerpt. Okay, and you're going to read it in the stylings of Essex, like Gemma Collins, yeah. Like, I want you to be JC, JC all the way. JC, why not JC, JC all the way. And you're angry because your boyfriend has just cheated on you. Found that out. Okay. And I want this to be done in the reimagination of like Shakespearean, like melodramatic. Okay. In your own time. Oh, I've never seen her before. I only know 1994 when Ash and Sush went pretty head to head for Miss India. No pull apart with swimming costume. So big shook when Sush be Ash, Sush uh, win Miss India, then Miss Universe, but Ash win Miss World. India deal went so um, bargain. We cake face and makeup, rub this cream, that cream, look in the mirror, see Miss India, Miss World, Miss Universe, smile back. Nuclear superpower be beauty, superpower. India had beauty and nuclear bomb first time world, see us as beautiful. Really beautiful. No, I'm making good. Yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. Well done. <laughs> you're Welsh, I have to say. What the hell happened there? I- I can't, I can't do Welsh accent. You just I can't. Go for it. You I just don't know how. Well, <laughs> we've come to the end of the podcast and we're going to end with a nice little rant. Okay. Everybody loves a rant. Everybody loves yeah. a rant. Um, mm-hmm. You get 30 seconds to rant about anything and everything that you want. Make sure you choose a topic. The only condition is you either mm-hmm. have to start with the word bitch don't or end with the word bitch don't. Okay. Do yeah. you feel like you have something that you want to rant about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We spoke about it in conversation. So okay. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. give you 30 seconds, ladies, gentlemen, and those who are in between or find themselves wherever. This is Arthi Shah's. <laughs> Go. Bitch, don't get me started on the stereotypical roles like terrorists, shopkeepers. We can play the bad bitch we can play the villains the main roles not the ones that you think that that we can play um and bitch don't get me started on the lack of representation and the community within us because when we come together we are more powerful than you think we are not down there we are higher than you think and we've got more power when we're together than you think bitch don't bitch don't poetry bitch don't 
Well, everyone, that brings us to an end, and I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say a massive thank you to the guest for their time. All of the information about the guest, myself, and the show will be listed in the bio. Make sure to follow, share, comment, and subscribe. Show us all some love, because isn't that what we want at the end of the day? Some love. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow, and the people that are on here. Thank you again, and as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. I must go, which means now I must go. I own that. That is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Joking. Have a great one and stay curious till next time.